This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Ever wonder about the stories of the women around you? We wanted to create an intentional space for women to share the wisdom they have gained through life experiences. Tune in to be in awe of some of the Wonder Woman in our midst. Wondering Woman on ORFM Dunedin. Kia ora and welcome back to Wondering Woman. My name is Amy, I am your host today and I am here with Sabrina Goh who um, has been with us before on our show. Sabrina came, I think you were our very first guest, is that right? I was going to look it up. Yep, I think so. (laughs) Uh, Well, welcome back Sabrina. Thank you Amy, it's good to be back. Thanks for coming back and and our first show I remember talking to you about... um, being a working mother of a of yeah. a young child, um, mm-hmm. and how old is is James now? James has turned. Um, he's nineteen months now. Wow. Yep. And <laughs> so I, very different from the last time we spoke. Yeah, I think you <laughs> you had just gone back to work or hadn't been yeah. back long. I think I was back maybe for a month um, before we spoke. Yeah. Wow. So, so he how, was he was six months then. Oh. Wow. <laughs> So how's how's the journey been as a working mother in the last year or so? <laughs> it's been it's been crazy. Um, I feel like I can't remember everything, but and everything went by so quickly. Yeah. But I was just so busy the whole time with yeah. you know working. Well, you start off the day with being the mom and getting him ready, and then you drop him off at daycare, and then you go straight into working mode, and then you work, and then you go pick him up, and you're back into mom mode. Um, in the first semester, I was doing uh, my workload was a bit a bit more heavy, so it was put him to bed, have dinner, and then work at night. <laughs> wow! So, yeah. Oh, and have you? Is it has it changed at all, or is it just um, is it just as tricky juggling as it always was, or does it get easier as you go? Or it feels easier, but it could be just because um, in second semester my workload was a bit different from first semester although in saying that when we had lockdown in August that was a whole different kettle of fish (laughs) with working from home with a toddler rather than a baby in utero so (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's a little bit different isn't it (laughs) a little bit different um getting a bit better at figuring figuring out strategies for for him and for myself you know trying to get out of the the working headspace into the mom headspace and, and back and forth and it's yeah Having to figure out all those things is <laughs> still learning. Yeah, oh, good on yep. you. That's, Thank you. You're doing well. Um, <laughs> Hope so. so. <laughs> well, he's doing well, so that's a good sign, usually, isn't yes. it? Yeah. Except he got a, a really bad fringe haircut from me because <laughs> it was in his hair, and so it was. It's a bit crooked at the moment, but you know, it's out of his eyes. Uh, the <laughs> fringe is the hardest. Like. Trying not to get the bowl cut look, but yep. it looking natural, but not too jagged. No. <laughs> it, it is like a a lopsided bowl cut look. <laughs> <laughs> You're starting a new trend. I love it. I know. I know. <laughs> <sighs> so Sabrina in her working life is a teaching fellow in the Department of Psychology at the University of Otago. And... Uh, the reason I invited Sabrina back, besides that I think she's 
a, an amazing woman and always fun to talk to, um, is that I just wanted to get a bit of insight from Sabrina, um, probably from a psychology point of view on navigating um, the stresses of COVID. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, in one way, we're all sick of talking about COVID. Um, and, and you know, the the traffic light system has now started in New Zealand. It's it's another transition for us all. And um, personally, I've experienced it quite positively, but um, it it is another change. And so what what I've noticed um, in my work, so I work in the uh, Catholic Diocese of Dunedin in pastoral ministry. Um, what I've noticed is that, you know, in ministry you often have the hard things, um, yep. probably like psychology. <laughs> I mean, it, it different but similar dynamics in terms of the difficult things. But but what I've noticed is that um, places that aren't usually difficult are becoming difficult, like the stress, the cumulative stress that people are going through is leaking out. Yeah, absolutely. And, and in one way... Like in Dunedin, we haven't had COVID here for um, a long time. I don't even know. Has it been a year or something? But we've still had a, a you know, a lockdown of sorts or limitations of sorts. Um, but yet a lot of us know people in Auckland who have been in lockdown for 100 days until recently. People overseas, family overseas who are um, struggling in and just the constant change of we never know what's going to happen. We just think we're through it. We're going into the traffic light system, and then Omicron pops up, and now yeah, everyone's exactly. going, "Oh, Aaron, you know, we said we're going to open our international borders in April, but now nothing's mm-hmm. certain anymore. Maybe yeah. nothing ever yeah. was, but it seems more obviously that we're not in control of yeah. our lives." That that is spot on. It's the it's the control bit that I think that's stressing everyone out. You, you've lost control of, of your life, mm. um, essentially, because you have all these rules and regulations in place for a good reason, because, you know, our government's trying to keep us safe and, and healthy and making sure we don't have to go back into lockdown and stuff. But we we do feel a loss of control, and, the, and that plays a really big role in increasing your stress and anxiety. Um, and unfortunately, you know, you see it coming out with people not being kind to one another because they feel either um, you know left out or overstressed and they just don't know how to handle it and and address it. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's I mean it sounds funny to say it, but it's subtle in some ways, isn't it? You don't oh, realize yeah, absolutely <laughs> don't realize how much stress this constant change and lack of control mm-hmm. is having on yep. us personally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think about. Um, myself and I I don't always eat chocolate but for one Lent I decided to give up chocolate and suddenly I'm like oh my goodness I need to eat chocolate because I've given it up you know this this weird thing of you can't have it so you you, you want it yeah Um, I guess it's the same with travel and stuff you know you can't travel and but you suddenly want to travel or I I usually see my my family once or twice uh, once every sorry one year or every two years once but yeah. as soon as, you know, you had that restriction of you can't fly back and you can't see your family, it's like, but I need to see them, even though I just saw them six months ago kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah, I think it just goes back to to having that loss of control. Hmm. Yeah. And and 
also the utter lack of being able to plan. So like um, mm. even like Christmas, which yep. which can be a, is a stressful time anyway, but <laughs> for a lot of people, but it's um, often the anticipation of leading up to it and making plans with family and where you might go and who you might see. Mm-hmm. Even that feels like we we can't even plan that two weeks out yeah. properly. No, definitely not. Yeah. I mean, we speak to lots of people, you know, parents at daycare and stuff, you, or friends at work. They're like, oh, how's the holiday plans going? What do you have planned? And they're like, oh, we can't really plan anything because we don't know where we'll be. We don't know what the cancellations will be. And yeah. So. Hmm. Mm. And it's interesting you say, like, I hadn't thought about it, the lack of control. Um, like, so the one level is there's rules and regulations about where we can travel and, and, mm-hmm. and hop. If where we have to wear masks and how many yeah. people can gather, but to me it's just the lack of control of this. The virus is created like this. Um, mm-hmm. We can't predict like how many times it's going to mutate and and what the next mutation is going to look like and if mm-hmm. the vaccine's going to um, you know work against this mutation or, yeah. and uh, it's just that um, sort of uh, highlighted that you know. You know, there are times when we have health issues or a loved one dies that we realize, oh, man, we aren't really in control of our lives. Yeah. But this just seems like next level we're not in control. (laughs) Yep. Very, very much so. (sighs) Yeah. So as a psychologist, like I don't even know, um, Spring is a good friend of mine, but I don't even know your specific area of psychology that you study. Um, I'm, I'm more into the research side. Um, psychology and I, I like the teaching but um I my background would be I guess social psychology mm. and social cognition cognition so things to do with um, evaluations and thinking about things and yeah okay which, so which you see a lot well I mean at the moment unfortunately we have so as as human beings we naturally categorize the world we categorize ourselves because that's that's how we identify we we identify with a group we identify with a title you know I, I identify as a as a woman as a mother as a member of the department of psychology um you know you have things like rugby matches you can support the highlanders when they come here um and if when if they're you know playing against the crusaders and then we have the all blacks that come here and suddenly we we support all players from the highlanders and the crusaders and stuff because we identify as new zealand so that's our in group Mm. And, and then you have out groups, so groups that you don't identify with. Um, and unfortunately, we see it at the moment with the the vaccination status and the vaccination passes that we have to use under the traffic light system, which is um, adding to that stress of lack of control mm. um, that we have. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I was just thinking about it over the weekend, how how much more difficult it is for everyone, not just, you know, one group or the other, because you identify with a certain group and now you've been lumped into that group because of the traffic light system. Mm. And and then you have, you know, your opinions start changing or you start listening to different opinions and yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. That's tricky times, isn't it? And, 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 and some people are saying it's quite divisive and, and yeah, the, as you say, the groupings are quite, clear and then divisive in one way mm-hmm. yep so do you have any sort of 
insights from your research or advice on how to um, how to deal with this or how to approach it or what what's can be helpful in these situations of dealing with groups and identifying with groups that are different and and interacting with ones that might be different to you hmm. I think the one of the biggest thing that ha- that has come out from social psychology research is you know you're always going to have in group out groups you're always going to have these you know um the way you think about people and, and the way you group them and the way to reduce that i guess diversiveness or discrimination unfortunately that sometimes occurs with in group favoritism is to understand the other group more um not so much to change your own perspective but to increase your understanding so you don't just see them as it's them versus us type of thing but you want to you know, understand, get to know, you know, increase your knowledge about that group. Hmm. Um, unfortunately, because it's a, the grouping has been decided by the traffic light system and the government, it's so, it's so salient and, and obvious to everyone. So, and, and you can tell who's in which group at the moment hmm. because you're sitting at a cafe and someone can't come in because they don't have the vaccine pass and you're like, oh, that person's from the other group. And naturally you're going to start thinking oh my goodness that person's not vaccinated and you start thinking about all the current worries that everyone has with covid and and now with omicron um in in australia and stuff like that so trying to understand um that there's there's still people Hmm. and they're not they're not the people without the vaccine passes and we are the people with the vaccine passes type of thing or vice versa Yeah, that's one of uh, one of the biggest things is to increase your understanding of hmm. the other group. So would that be empathy? Would that be trying to... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so hard because, like, um, you're in a group because of certain experiences or ideas mm-hmm. or... Mm-hmm. And then... Um, and, and for me, it's really good to hear because... Um, you know, I'm just going to out myself as as double vaccinated and and really believing in in the vaccine plan and how it keeps everyone safe. And mm-hmm. there certainly are people who can't get it because of yeah. their own vulnerabilities. Yes. And it's really for them that why we're getting vaccinated and keeping mm-hmm. them safe as well. Mm-hmm. And and so in my head, it's it's just so clear, sort of scientifically, and also for the common good. We're trying to look after mm-hmm. everyone, um, and. And I think while I know there's certain people you can't change their views, just like they're not going to change mine. But I think what I keep telling myself is we need to be kind to everyone, even if you if you think their views are um, are wrong. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And and um, yeah, when I was thinking about our conversation today and thinking more about the whole COVID and lockdown and the pandemic, you know, our, our prime minister had obviously this inkling from the start that it's not going to be easy. And, mm. you know, from the start, she's saying, be kind. Mm. To and I was like, oh, why is she, you know, oh yeah, she's saying this is great. But she has a point mm. because, you know, in lockdown, even before vaccination rates were up, just the second lockdown and, and we were going for walks with, um, with James and stuff, we, we, you know, we see some neighbors being, oh, this is us. We're going to make sure we're safe and you you can go away. We, we don't mm. know you, even though we say hi to you other times. Mm. And it, yeah, and this was before any of the government implemented groupings came into 
effect. Yeah. So, hmm. It's it's there's a real fear there, isn't it? That you yeah. your own safety and yes. what this other person's um, health state might be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and that yeah. that fear creates um, can create bad behavior, can't it? Yeah, absolutely. And it's I mean it is tough because you know everyone's going through different things. Um, everyone has their own reality and truths in their lives and. Um, it's it's difficult to always keep be kind in in the forefront of your mm. mind. If you you know if you've had a stressful day, and on top of that you suddenly have this horrible interaction, you you're naturally going to react mm. before you, sometimes before you think. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think yeah that's a good point, and because that be kind motto that our prime minister had from the start, like because mm. I work in pastoral ministry, I'm like. It's it's a no brainer. That's that's yeah. what we do. We be kind, mm -hmm. but the more stressed you get, the more lack of control you're feeling. Mm -hmm. That sort of innate uh, no brainer kindness attitude gets harder to yeah. to tap into. It does, but you you just pointed out something really great because you so you identified as the as being a pastoral care. You know that's your role and that's your identity in in that time. And even though you were stressed, you still had oh, I still have to kind of be kind even though I'm stressed and, and this mm. has been a really tough day or, or a tough um, time on me. And I found that with teaching as well, when we went into lockdown, I was getting stressed because I had a lot more work and I and I had a toddler who decided that every time the computer's on, he also needed to do some work with me. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was a, you know, I, the stress levels are high, lots more work. And, and on top of that, I had to make sure that I had the students' um, well-being mm in the forefront of my mind and, and whenever emails came in and I'm like, Oh my goodness, I have to respond to this. And I was like, you know, things are there. Why can't you look for it yourself? But hmm. I had to stop and say, look, they had actually, I think it was a bit more tougher on the students this time around because it was all of a sudden um, that they had to go into lockdown and especially students who needed to go back to Auckland or couldn't decide if they could leave because we had varying information coming mm. out um in the university and so students were, were really stressed and on and so I had to make sure that I remembered that when I was helping them through the lockdown and still mm. teaching and giving them resources for their their paper yeah yeah and it's like it it's really helpful like um if you can get to that place, which sometimes we can and sometimes we can't, but yeah. <laughs> but I like I had an experience um, a couple months ago where uh, so we have a Facebook page for our diocese mm -hmm. and and you know anything in the church can be controversial at the best of times, but when, <laughs> when people are stressed, <laughs> oh um, yeah, <laughs> sort of different theologies really come out and mm -hmm. uh, and you know there was actually some trolling on our Facebook page mm -hmm. and um, and. You know, just managing that and trying to manage how much of it is just healthy conversation and how much yeah. of it is is not healthy. But and then I had one email that wasn't that was quite personally attacking of me and and um and and that for some reason for me it was sort of grace. But at the moment I thought mm -hmm. actually this isn't about me. Um, mm -hmm. Because you can take it personally, it can rock oh, yeah. your confidence and and cut you right down to nothing. But absolutely. But something in me just said, actually, 
this isn't about me and it's not mm-hmm. and and I can just not take this personally and mm-hmm. respond in kindness but also be truthful I think yeah. that for me yeah. that's a healthy balance like you don't want to mm-hmm. be a a doormat and people to walk all over you but mm-hmm. there's still a way of being speaking your truth but doing it kindly and not sort of um dropping to the level of um rudeness that might be mm-hmm. coming your way Absolutely. And when you can do it, it's so freeing because then you don't have to put all your energy into mm-hmm. that negativity that actually has nothing to do with you. So if you enter into it, you're just going to spin out, aren't you? But on. Yep. Which yeah. I've certainly done. <laughs> We're all guilty of it. <laughs> you carry it for days and you're like, why am I carrying this horrible, painful feeling in there? And you can just let it go. And yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. Oh. But it's, um, in, in thinking about the psychology side of it and, and, you know, your mind is, your brain's an amazing organ and mm. that has this really great design. And, but sometimes it can feel like it gets full, even though that's not right. You know, mm. there's always more neurons being and networks being created, but with the added stress and the anxiety and, and your emotions, um, they can make you feel like you don't have any more space to do anything but you always have space and, um, you know, people say, oh, yeah, you need to stop and breathe. Actually, you, you really do because mm. it, it's that whole psychosomatic thing of if your body tells your brain something or vice versa, you're going to just go into the cycle. Um, like I had um, slept wrongly and my neck was, you know, the muscles are really tense around my my shoulder blades and, and neck. Mm. But I know when I feel stressed, that's where I feel my stress as well. Mm. And so when I was thinking about something this week I I thought oh why am I feeling stressed about this particular thing when I wasn't ruminating about it or stressing about it but because I could feel the ache around my shoulders and neck it was telling my brain oh I you need to stress out about this topic and I had to stop myself and say is it because I had this neck ache or was I actually stressing out hmm. and you know sometimes if you're if you you're too busy in your life or you, you you don't take that short amount of time to just check in with yourself which I know it's a lot of that's what people keep saying around now. You're checking with yourself and breathe and stuff. It's honestly, it's so important to just stop mm. just for a few seconds and just like what's going on. And am I really stressing out? Or, mm. you know, my mom says, say the our father and, and you have that short amount of time to kind of like snap out of it and, and mm. reset yourself, which, mm. which I found sometimes helpful. <laughs> so it's a reset of sort of the brain and what, and the, the, the spinning out it's just trying to stop that yeah yeah because i mean our brain is just doing what it needs to do and, and strengthen its networks about so if, you know you, you have a new memory that you've put into your a piece of information that you've put into your brain and you keep thinking about it, it's going to strengthen the networks which is great but if it's something that's not going to help you if it's negative thoughts you know things that when they, when they talk about depression and, and anxiety they talk about rumination and they try to stop that cycle mm. of rumination um, and so helping, you know, stopping yourself from thinking about it actually helps. Yeah. And anxiety. That's helpful because like you say, like wellness is a real buzzword at the moment. And mm-hmm. and I've seen a few posts on Facebook from usually busy moms saying, okay, so I'm supposed to run and meditate and, and do all this stuff. Yeah. As, yeah. And on top of, so the wellness is becoming a stressor. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's like I can't be well because I don't have time <laughs> to do everything I need yeah. to do to be well, and it that spins you out, right? So, yeah, what, what you're saying is, it, if if you keep it simple and just have a simple re- reset of breathing or saying mm-hmm. a prayer, mm-hmm. um, that that's doable for anyone, isn't it? Is. it? Just need it is. ten seconds or a minute or three minutes. Yeah. I mean, uh, one thing that, sorry, I just read some new research and we have a new research in our department that's looking into this. Unfortunately, people who um, have anxiety, she's found that sometimes they don't recognize when, say, their heart rate is going better, you know, quicker or their breathing is becoming shallower. They actually don't have that um, neural network in their brain to tell them that. And because of that, they can't use that strategy. So it's it's looking for other um, warning signs and then figuring out a strategy that will help you. You know, some people will be like, oh, I, breathing doesn't help me. Look for something else. I don't know. Um, splash cold water on your face or step outside of the room you're in. For example, I, um, one of my colleagues found that really helpful during lockdown because they had kids um, and they were working. And as soon as they left the room, you know, they were back in with their kids and they were back into parent mode. And he said he just had to leave the, his room from the garden door mm. and walk in his front door. Mm. And that short, you know, it's less than 30 second walk help him reset and then he could roll into being a parent Mm. from from working and you know yeah that's really cool that's helpful Mm -hmm. thank you yeah i just thought of um I had a head injury a few years ago, and i had an ot that was really helpful in in getting me back to work and she said um just go into the toilet lock the door sit down for five minutes and Mm. if your brain because the multitasking was overwhelming me and um so it sort of feels like we can be in constant brain injury mode at the moment with all the yeah. stress going on. Just Absolutely. finding that one little reset that helps you. Um, and maybe it changes too from mm-hmm. day to yes. day or month to month. But mm-hmm. but it's doable. It's not a stressful wellness program. <laughs> <laughs> stressful. I love it. That's a really cool optimal mean, wellness <laughs> Oh, oh, cool. Well, we're just about out of time, unfortunately, yeah. Sabrina, but I've, I've really enjoyed talking to you again. Thank you. Um, and we'll finish with our question that we always finish on and mm-hmm. maybe some, just, we always say a piece of advice that you would have offered your younger self, mm-hmm. um, that would have made things a bit easier, um, and would have made life a bit smoother for you. Do, mm-hmm. do you have a, last piece of advice for us before we sign off you don't have to be perfect <laughs> oh that's uh, such an awesome piece of advice I, i'm still trying to um follow it myself yeah. but it's yeah so trying to constantly remind myself you don't have to be perfect that's, in everything <laughs> it's right that's yeah. right oh thanks so much for that no, you're welcome thanks for having me again <laughs> yeah thanks for sharing your insights and your wisdom and um yeah just being you it's always a joy thank <laughs> so thanks to our listeners for joining us today i hope you enjoyed our show and we'll tune in next time in two weeks for our next conversation with our wondering woman Kakiteano. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.